to the Fitz Life Unfiltered Podcast with Kim and Jamie Fitzpatrick, former employees turned successful online entrepreneurs, speakers, parents, and couple. Thank you for tuning in. We know your time is valuable, and their goal is to help you live abundantly, provide value and tips on achieving physical, mental, spiritual, and financial wealth while navigating this crazy-ass thing we call life. Are you ready? Let's go! Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and we are back. I wonder how loud that was. I think we I think I screamed into the microphone. We are episode four Fitz Life Unfiltered. Hope you're enjoying it so far. Have you been enjoying it? I Kimmer? have been. I feel like this is a really great learning process. We just went actually into our stories over on the gram and said, What do you want to hear from us? You know, we do want this to be very customer driven. So we do hope you are actually also leaving us some reviews and letting us know what you want us to talk about, what's resonating the most, because um, that's really important to us, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So what are we talking about today, Kim? Well, here's what we thought. We thought it would be helpful because, well, the whole world's working from home. A lot of us are, at least right now. So we have built our businesses working from home with our kids, raising kids, and we thought it may be helpful to talk about that, right? Talking about also some misconceptions of working home with kids, because I think a lot of times people make it so glorious, like work from home life, hashtag with a Starbucks. Like, I don't know. That's just not our, I don't find like that's our life, right? Where it's that, that glamorous and easy. I think it's actually harder to work from home than it was to work in my corporate job. You think so? Yes. Cause I could go to my cubicle. I loved it. I loved, I loved it. I sometimes dream about, I like absolutely loved our head office over in, uh, on Weston yeah. Road. Remember, it was fun. Like I love going to the office. I think it's amazing. I'm sure. A lot of people are dealing with the kids at home thing. I mean, our, our school's closed right now. So teachers are doing unbelievable. Oh my gosh. Um, let's do this. Let's time mark this. No, we have to time mark this. Why? For those that are listening in 2020. Uh-huh. We're in the middle of a world pandemic. We are. You will not believe what's happening. No, I'm just kidding. I know. It's um so the kids are in school and you know, we're we're working from home and I'm sure you guys you guys are are dealing with that stuff too and it's uh it's not easy. Has it affected our marriage, Kim? Would you say, are you referring to? <laughs> I love putting her on the spot. I do. You guys, I wish you could have seen my face. I was like a long exhale. I'm like, can we just clarify that? What has what affected our marriage? Would you say working at home in general, the pandemic layered into that? What all, would you? All of it. I think that. It's... Do, you, do you like being married to me? Can you imagine <laughs> the twist of this podcast? Can you imagine how many, yes, how, I many love it. how many listens it would get if we were like, do you enjoy being married to me? And she's like, no, I've, I've wanted to take till episode four to tell you. No, I love you. So here's, here's what I know. I have done some research on this and it's like, oh, I, my, my therapist, Sarah, she's unbelievable, but she's like, you need to read the book mating in captivity. Oh yeah. It's a fascinating read. It's really, and it, it, it sounds a little bit different than it. It's not about. Is like, that like like when you tie me up with the ropes? Is that what you're talking about oh in the Canadian captivity? I'm dying. Oh, Kim, Kim, you should see how many sets of ropes she owns, and they've got little tassels on the end. <laughs> she is. She's mortified that I'm talking about this. I don't own it. I'm. I'm kidding. By the way, you don't even know what I'm talking about. I'm dying. I'm like, don't even go there. Oh my god! I think we should tell them today. What I... Oh, what about that? What's which part? Oh my gosh! 
You just okay. you're gonna hear the snort many times. <laughs> okay, that wasn't to me. Okay. Okay. So, well, let's let's, let's start. Just like, let's this, pull it this back. This was together. before you had the harness installed. Oh my before, god! <laughs> I'm just. Okay, I'm, not I'm kidding on all. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm kidding on all counts. I'm like I am. If you could see me right now, I'm like putting a timeout. Like, what are you even freaking talking about? We have stop. a space bar where you can stop the recording. She has yet to hit it. She's just. She, oh. I told you, you never know what you're gonna get from me. By the way, I'm obviously kidding of all those things, but. Um, not accurate okay great now that we're are we ne- are, that. are you gonna be like as uh, we as we roll through these episodes uh, and i i actually <laughs> I, you're sweating <laughs> i told kim i'm like listen if we do a podcast you're gonna have to let me go off the rails sometimes no. because i'm i'm i can think a little yeah i don't know i'm a dude and and it's like no you you i'm, I'm making you uncomfortable right now <laughs> terrible like are, are we never gonna talk about sex <laughs> She's just laughing and is so nervous right now. Sure, we can talk about that. I'm a woman. Let's talk about sex. I'm Uh, actually crying. (laughs) Because you're uncomfortable. (laughs) It was the rope comment. Uh, Just set her off. Okay. I feel like we're not going to start this again, but these are, here's what I want (laughs) to, here's what I want to share. This is what I'm learning. This is what I'm learning. To answer your... My, my mom is listening to this, by the way. <laughs> exactly. Here's what I'm learning. In order to... There are a lot of things that make me uncomfortable that I get shame around, right? Like, And I think that there's shame around some stuff, right? And mm-hmm. it's like... So that's where that uncomfortableness comes from. I it's could, like I this could feel stigma. it in the room. No, but there's this stigma. Like, you don't talk about that. That's behind closed doors. No, it's too much information. You can... But why? Like... Be, so let's go back to the original question because we got completely sidetracked, which welcome to Jamie and Kim Fitzpatrick. We are all over the map. So we will always pull our conversations back to the theme, back to the question. <laughs> but you may be taken on a little bit of, a, of an in, insane trip on the way. Yeah. So to answer your question, has this affected our marriage? So to to my point about talking about my therapist, Sarah, who I love and adore. She's more of an executive life coach, but also an incredible therapist. Um, yeah, you, you love her. I, I'm obsessed with her. Yes, I fully endorse everything she does. She's helped me beyond measure. Um, so, but my point is she gave this book, Mating in Captivity. And mm-hmm. one of the things that it said in the first few chapters, it's like people aren't meant to be together all the time. There's no... It makes it hard to have that attraction when you're together all the time. Yeah. Like even sitting here, guys, what's so funny. It's like sitting here, seeing Jamie across from me with headphones on talking, but I can hear him in my ears. I'm like, ooh, well, that's different. That's kind of fun. No, I was thinking about this this morning, too. You were? Well, about me? Yeah, of course. I always think about you. But because um, <laughs> we're, we're together 24 hours a day. I that's have to, why I like when I, you're like, really? I have to think about you. You should actually, you know what, guys? Let's, can we give an invitation right now? If you are married and you are in the same house as your husband or your partner or your wife or your spouse, I want you to send them a text and I want you to, what's it going to say? Well, you can use an emoji. Is it, are you going to get racy? Maybe, but like, I want you to send an emoji. Okay. Hold on. I like disclaimer. I like where you're going with this. Yeah. So I want you to send your partner a text. Now, if your text messages are linked to your son's like ours are, be careful with what emojis you send. <laughs> 
right? Am I right? But what I'd love to say and what I'd love to invite you to is like, go message them something you wouldn't normally message them. Message them something racy. Message them something exciting. Yeah, but get them excited. Because I think what's important about that is that you have to be the one that's bringing up the heat right now in these crazy circumstances, right? And I'm just, I'm scrolling through my phone looking at your last, one of your last text messages to me, one of the racy ones. Keep talking. Go ahead. I'm going to find it. Go ahead. Um, But I think it's important to do that. It's important to bring up the heat in the relationship because when you're working from home, you're parenting, you are constantly in it. You know, it's hard for us to disassociate work. Mm -hmm. Would you agree with that? Like we, we have really worked hard on becoming more like intimate, not meaning physically intimate, but even just emotionally and mentally. And that's important. Like, even if it's just holding someone, even if it's holding their hand before bed and going to sleep, holding hands. And, you know, I have some friends that's like, if I even touch my husband's left elbow, it's game over. And he thinks that we're making out and having sex. So she goes, I don't even want to touch his left finger. Why are you touching my elbow otherwise? (laughs) Right. But my point to that is if it's not because you're exhausted and it's not the right time. Maybe don't do that if that's if that's the relationship you have. But my point to it is touch is really important. And sure. if you can't do a text, then go and give them a hug and not let go. <laughs> you know what I, you know what I'm seconds. you know what I'm loving about this podcast what? right now is is I as we're talking about sex and marriage and stuff like that. And we're and, not talking about sex. And Kim Kim is trying to give these tips and like responses and 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 give value to all of you, which is great. And and I'm just trying I'm thinking in my head, I want to say so many inappropriate things to go off the rails. And I'm just trying to hold myself back as Kim is like her eyes are getting wide. But anyway, no. You keep going. But I remember the other day when we hugged, we only did this once, so we should do this more. <laughs> but hugged? We we, we hugged. Mm -hmm. So there's that challenge going around Instagram where the husband came up behind his wife and just put his arms around her. Right. And by the like 15th day, they really started to have more. They were talking more. They were laughing more. They were having more connection. So those are little things that even when you're in, I'm going to call it captivity, which it feels like it is right now for a lot of us. um, It's important to to touch and connect. Is, is my point. So I don't think I answered your question. Is it harder? Yeah, for sure. I think it's been harder on trying to be a great parent as well as trying right. to help kids figure out school as, as to help to try to still be a great professional and a teammate and a business mentor and run our businesses. Like I think everyone's feeling that stress and that strain right now. It's mm-hmm. not normal circumstances. Right. Yeah. We've always said, I mean, and this is going to come across, I don't want to come across egotistical because Kim and I, many, many faults, each of us. Um, But I think, I think for you and I, like we do work together all the time and it's pretty constant and we're around each other a lot. Um, I think we work independently well too, though. Right. Like Mm. we can, and I think that's part of that security. Like we've both got, we're both pretty secure with ourselves and that's, that allows us to give each other time. Earbuds work too, to, guys. What? <laughs> Noise canceling earbuds are really good. Oh yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> How many times have you come downstairs and I have my earbuds in? I'm like, I'm sorry, I, I can't hear you. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is that, and this goes for entrepreneurs or if you're working, it's it you you there has to be some independence there and to work to work on your own because you're in such a small space. Like neediness is a hard one in someone because. They're going to make the other person comfortable because they're needy. And the thing for you and I is where we we give each other space because I think we're fairly secure in mm-hmm. our marriage and, and what's going on. And 
Um, yeah. So. Agreed. So, okay. Do you, do you I was, oh, I was the other thing. I, question, but go ahead. Oh, I was, I was going to say, do what, what, what about marriage surprised you? Like when you got married um, to me, mm-hmm. nobody else, <laughs> um, was there anything that surprised you about it? You know, Okay, so here's what I here's what I want to say. I don't even actually think I understood what I was getting into when when we first got married. Like, Sounds dreamy. No, in terms <laughs> of like I don't I I love being married. I loved being married. Like I I remember at our wedding, I was like rocking my feet. I was so excited. I was like in the church and my girlfriend was like you were the cutest bride because you were sitting there rocking your feet like I can't wait to marry him. And that may sound annoying to some people potentially <laughs> and that's okay. That's not that may not be your story. It is my story. And one of the things one of the things that I know about that is that I had this this dream of what I thought it would be like. Right. And for me, it was just, it was our next natural step for Mm -hmm. sure. So would I say there's been surprises in our marriage? No. What I would share is that I feel like I've gotten, I'm a better human today at age 40 than I was when I married you at 26. I was a baby and I just, I was this, this young, impressionable, naive girl that was really hung up on a lot of past shit that was keeping me super small. Mm. I think that, you know, being able to grow with you, that's one thing I really respect about our marriage and about how we've worked through things is that Jamie's just as committed, committed to personal development as I am. And, Mm. and I think that it's hard when you're in a relationship and one's growing and one's not. And, And guys, that's the biggest fear, right? You know, when, when you're growing and you're doing personal development and, and that, and, and perhaps, you know, perhaps somebody is not, I heard this actually from Dave Hollis. And he said, one of the things Dave said, he said, you know, it isn't that your husband's upset you're growing. It's that they're upset. You're going to grow out of them. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, and sure. you're going to grow away from Some that insecurity. Right. So that's kind of, and, and I think that's where the, that check and balance is, is really being able to connect with you. And you and I have always done a good job at that. I know, I know for a fact that when Jamie and I aren't good, mm-hmm. I'm not good. Yeah. Right. Like when you're not good, I'm not good. And, and I mean that, and that surprised me because I thought I was a lot more independent. I mm-hmm. thought I was a lot more autonomous and I'm realizing that I'm not and that, whether that, I don't think that's a neediness, but I know that something for me, it's like, I just like when things are okay. Right. And mm-hmm. I think that's what surprised me a lot is like when you're off and Jamie needs alone time, like a lot. And I, <laughs> guys, like I am, lot. I am not, I love all humans. I am like an extroverted. I like it. I'm introverted at times for sure. <laughs> Jamie, what just, are you? No, you're not. Yes, I am. Come on. Very rarely. <laughs> you are, you're about as extroverted as it gets, okay, maybe, I would say. Maybe. And Jamie's not. And I'm, like, I'm a situational extrovert. Guys, after Jamie's heart attack, God bless him. Like, he, I would be, I'd, I would have like, <gasps> like, oh my gosh, are you okay? He's like, I'm still here. Still here. <laughs> so now, yeah. now whenever anyone calls for Jamie, whether it's Colby or Tess or I, he immediately responds, still here. I'm here. It's everything's good. I'm here. And I think that's actually been better in our marriage since that's happened because I feel really connected now that I always know you're okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I think it's been, yeah, I, I think our, there. I think our marriage gets better and better. I don't, and I don't want to be like 
cheesy to say that. I just think we respect each other. Uh, other than when I choke you in the middle of the night. Do you remember that time I did that? I, it's funny as you, as you talk during this, all these, I, these memories come back. Do you remember? So we're sleeping in the middle of the night and, and I'm. So you had just gotten back from hockey or something. I can't remember. Yeah, we were young. We weren't even had no kids yet. And, <laughs> and, and I, I thought Kim was on her back. Or no, I thought she was on her stomach, lying on her stomach. I have very small boobs. Yeah. <laughs> I thought she was on her stomach. And I'm like, I reach over and I don't even know why. Maybe I was trying to, you know, whatever. But and I, I reached over and I was I thought I was like massaging the back of her neck. <laughs> I thought I was massaging and I was like massaging really hard. And all of a sudden I heard this like, oh, I didn't know that Kim was actually on her back. And I was like, had massaging her throat as she's sleeping, basically. And she's like, oh, I remember that. Uh, I also remember when you left this cup of whiskey next to the side yes. of the bed and I like chugged it. I was like, oh, that was that was awful. Anyway, those are some funny things for sure. Well, there's one there's one of the major funniest, funniest things. Do you want me to tell it? <laughs> Oh my God, you guys. So, and what were you going through that day? Like, where was, I, where was your head at with this? I just think I was disengaged. I, I... <laughs> that, that I'm going to tell the story now because that makes me feel really good. So, so. But let's preface this though, right? Like. What's to preface? What is to preface? Well, it's, you know, it was, it's been hard times and, you know. So was it the middle of the night? I can't remember who does it really matter. So Kim and I are, we're, we're literally having sex. Like Kim, Kim is so uncomfortable right now. You should see her face. We're having sex literally like, I'm not trying to give everybody a visual here, but, but, but it's like missionary. We're just having sex in the middle of sex. Kim is mortified right now. And I'm, I'm not making this up. I don't know why this came out of her mouth. She's laughing right now. And, and, you know, I wouldn't say we talk a lot while this stuff happens a little bit, but not a lot. And, and she says as clear as day out loud, as clear as day. Hey, how's your mom (laughs) during like during and, and the, the hilarious part is we don't miss a beat. Like you think a normal person like me, you just ask me, Hey, how's your mom in the middle of it? I would stop be like, what did you just say to me? Did you just ask me how my mom was during sex? And, and, and I'm like a typical dude. No, I'm going to keep going. And like, and then I think, did you start to giggle? (laughs) Yes. I'm like crying. I'm, I'm actually crying, laughing right now. My face hurts and I'm crying <laughs> because it was such, it was such a, it was a connected, but such a disconnected moment, right? Where I was going through some, oh the man, way to make, way to make a feel, a guy feel good. I like I was, I was getting the job done, obviously. Holy I know, cow. That was terrible. I, I want to chalk that up to just like, nah, I was probably tired, but that was just not, yeah, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh man. Oh, wow. Well, we did tell people that we would tell that story and that's the lowdown. But yeah, I, I I feel like I feel like that's the one thing I'm learning and one thing I've learned in our marriage. Um one thing I've learned in our marriage especially since your heart attack. If I'm honest, and I I I want to talk about this because I think for me that's what changed everything. And 
I think it's really easy to go through life and you get comfortable with your partner. And unfortunately, your partner's the first one you snap at and you talk about their mom during things that you shouldn't be talking about, right? Oh, like so awkward. So awkward. Sorry, and, Teresa. Yeah. But like, <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's what I want to share. When Jamie, when, when, Ta- so Tess, our daughter found Jamie just like minutes after the, the arrest was happening for him. And I was able to get up there and not, I was not the police arrest. No, the cardiac Thank arrest you. to clarify. But here's what I, here's what I, I knew in that moment when I had that time with just Jamie and I, and it was, it was, it could have been it. Right. And there's not a day that doesn't go by that. I don't think about the opposite outcome for everybody that's experienced that. So I just want to take a second and honor you know, first of all, the 94% mm-hmm. that is not, does not have our story. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to, cause I think that's important to honor continuously and consistently, but what I did, but in our story and what happened for us. And when I was literally compressing on Jamie's chest and I felt like what was special for me at least is that the minute that my hand hit his chest and I was able to give one full compression, he responded with, it was, it was, um, it, it was analog, but he responded. So I felt like there was a connection. I've got him. He's here. And I felt like I could talk to him. And one of the things I was saying when I was compressing on his chest with every pump, I was like, I'm sorry for so many times I created fights. I'm sorry for my insecurities. I'm sorry for so many times just saying stupid things, even about the way I view myself and that affects your sex life and that affects your marriage. Like Mm -hmm. it affects when you have stuff you're not dealing with all that is affected to your partner. I don't think we understand that as women, but they're taking all that on because we're not dealing with that stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. So with every compression, I just started saying, talking to him saying, I'm sorry. And then I shifted my focus to, to promises with God. And I said, you know, Mm -hmm. gosh, if you save his life, like if this, if we make it, I will never, I will never create fights that are stupid. I will. And I, I remember those promises. I remember them. And it's like, what promises are you going to make while your spouse is here? What are you going to make? Because nobody has promised this life. Nobody. No one's even promised. It, you don't know that. So what are you, what are you fighting through? What do you need to heal through? And that actually felt like we had a clean slate. Like it really felt like our marriage was reborn in a sense Mm -hmm. um, because it was almost gone. And it doesn't take you having to experience what we experienced for you to make little minor changes in your marriage or in your business or in your family or anything to change the trajectory of your life. It really doesn't. It just starts with tiny little conversations and being happier and lighter. And I'm, I think I had to get through a lot of my own layered trauma from many different situations that have happened in my life and experiences. And I don't take the word trauma lightly. That's been a diagnosis for me. Um, I think that there's a lot of things that are not traumatic or not trauma, but we can classify them as that. But one of the things that I would share um, is just think before you speak is that if, if, if one of your visions to go back to our other episode that, you know, in your life is to, is to have this beautiful, harmonious relationship is, is what you're doing or how you're responding or how you're reacting, contributing to that, or is it affecting that? 
And we talk a lot about that, right? Mm-hmm. We talk a lot about our communication and that has been the biggest, sp- uh, our biggest fights is our communication where we'll look at each other being like, we can't communicate. Like what right. is happening? Would you, <clears throat> is that fair? It's very fair. I think for you and I too, it's like, and I don't call them fights. That's a pretty strong word. We have disagreements and Kim's like, hmm, I'll call some fights. I mean, what's the, what's the difference? But, um, what I love about Kim and I's relationship is neither of us stays upset for very long. Hey, no, I'm we're so fast over it. I, who has time for grudge holding? Like that's just, I know. And I think I've always been like that. Right. Right. But you certainly learn some gratitude lessons through some of those life experiences or the hard ones. Right. Mm-hmm. But we'll just, we keep soldiering on. Keep I know. Soldiering on. Yeah, absolutely. So I, so I guess the three, t- I'm like kind of a, at a loss for words in a sense of just like, how do we sum up, how do we sum up what we really wanted to talk about today? And and really it is just about having a candid, honest conversation about marriage and about working from home. And and I just also want to take a moment to acknowledge moms that have, that are doing it all because as much as yes, the dads are there and we love you and we honor you and we are, we're so thankful for everything you do. Moms still have this innate and maybe this could just be me, but I, I would love to put it out there for, for conversation within our, within our audience and our listeners. Do I feel guilty when I know my kids, when I'm home working and my kids are either not at school or could be involved in something, it's hard for me. I feel super guilty. Yeah, I do. I feel guilty. And that's where a lot of our, our breakdown in communication comes from where I'm like, Go take them for a walk. Go get them outside of the house. And the minute they're gone, I'm like a ninja with that 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 18 minutes and 95 seconds of time I have where they're not there, where you're really prioritizing your time. And that's where I've actually felt some huge shifts in our in our uh, working relationship and parenting and being at home is is just being able to help navigate that with kids. And we've had some really open, honest conversations with the kids too. Like, mm-hmm. okay, guys, like we both work from home. You're working from home. Here's how, how do, how are we going to, how are we going to, you know, like really make this work together? What do you guys need? What do we need? And how can we make this cohesive, right? Over communicate like, with them. Yeah, we over communicate with them and they feel really supported. And I think if anything, our family right now it's you know for us the kids are super happy right now they're they feel i think they feel supported i think that they feel really uh listened to but a lot of that has had to been pivots that we've had to make Mm -hmm. in our own business you know and for example that could be working a little bit later at night or getting up earlier to work or working during the lunch hour when they're outside playing or whatever that is right it's really being depending on the ages of your kids obviously um, and I know that we have a lot of listeners that have young babies and this is not your reality when ours are 12 and 10 to be right. So it's different, but I just, there are things you'll need to do in your, in your day-to-day activities to observe your schedule and say, what's working, what's not, especially if you're working from home, time blocking is, is my favorite. We're going to do an episode on time blocking and really just take grabbing a hold of your day. But one of the things that I found super useful when the pandemic hit us and we're all at home is a 24 hour, basically observation. So for seven days, I observed what our flow was, you know, and, and it's a lot easier now that the kids are actually doing structured virtual school. I have to say like just massive shout out to the teachers. They are amazing humans. Hey, Mm -hmm. like we, we like, 
often say how what a great job they're doing. But I just I feel like there's more structure now, and they're the kids rely on structure. The kids love their timetable, so we're going to keep them in that, right? Like yeah. we just keep them in that. We're in that. We work in that when they're working, um, and I find that it's really working for us. Mm-hmm. Awesome, guys! Appreciate you uh, tuning in. What is episode four? I think this is. Yeah, yeah. Hope you're enjoying it. Feedback is welcome, guys. And uh, have an awesome day. Thank you. You have been listening to the Fitz Life Unfiltered podcast with Jamie and Kim Fitzpatrick. Please share this with your friends, family, and everyone looking to level up in their life. Leave a review and smash the shit out of the subscribe button. All resources and contact info are in the episode notes. Thank you for listening.